welcome to Midlife Athlete Podcast. Uh, as ever, I'm the host, uh, Jason, and uh, my co-host and friend and colleague and mate, Greg. Hello there. How are you? Hi, Greg. Um, really pleased this week to be joined by uh, Helene Gwillem. Uh, have I pronounced that right, Helene? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, Helene, we we first met when you were setting up, I think you just finished uh, with an accelerator in London, and you were setting up Wild AI. Um, and um, I know you've, you've sort of since launched and so on, but it'd be really good to unpick this journey that that you've sort of been on with 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 wild i think when we first met wild was going to be a an ai coach to to everyone male and female but i know that you've sort of since pivoted uh pivoted the business to sort of concentrate on uh, on the female sex but it'd be be good to hear from from you as to um you know what why that happened and and what you're trying to do now with wild yeah, so yeah, it was we met indeed a while ago, and um, basically what what happened then is that as we were building uh, this um, training platform for both men and women, we realized that going into as a as a woman going into what women uh, should be doing optimally, um, we realized there was no uh, proper research or knowledge on like is everything anything different, and really like all the knowledge was based what we realized then. On men, and then so we start asking ourselves questions like, is it is it different? Should it be different? And at that time, there was no, um, yeah, there, there was like it was it was truly totally normal to train as a man uh, if you were a woman. But then as we we got more into that, we realized that actually the female body is very different and has very different needs. And if you are not uh, serving those needs properly, you basically are um, really not taking the most out of the female body and. Um, and so we got uh, really obsessed by that, started doing more research uh, and realized that we were not the only ones who didn't know anything, but basically no one really knows anything. No one really cared. And so we became obsessed by that, got joined by Dr. Stacey Sims, who's like the world reference in female physiology and sports and really kicked off like that. And, and then at that time, it was a tough decision for me, like cutting out basically the men from the equation. But the reality is because all the products out there, because they don't want to cut out the men, they actually do serve only the men properly. So they called they could technology, but they should be called men technology. And so we were really like the, the like now like the like the leading uh, female technology in sports uh, company, and so like a lot of research behind and uh, and our app helping women train, uh, eat, and recover based on the menstrual cycle, or based on the symptoms if they do not menstruate. And 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 you've obviously got first-hand experience of that because you're you're no insignificant athlete uh, yourself. You've done a whole range of things from I think rugby through to Ironman to uh, cold water swimming. Um, so it'd be good to kind of you know maybe in part. I know you've got the sort of data expertise, but how how also you know you you've seen um, understanding more about that has impacted the way you're sort of training as well. That would be really interesting to unpick. Yeah, I was I was doing a lot of like swim training when I was younger, and then um, uh, rugby player, and then half Ironman, not the full yet, and then ice swimming, and then basically like all the sports I can touch, a lot of ski surfing, and realized like I was I always loved sports and always loved doing sports, but sometimes my body was extremely performant and felt incredibly well, and then a few days later I wouldn't feel that well, although like my sleep patterns and I didn't drink necessarily more alcohol or anything like that. So I was like, is there any reason behind that? And um, 
and and I was like eating training uh, like like my men peers in, the, in my uh, training teams and um, and and so when I started understanding that uh, the reason behind like feeling downsides uh, throughout my menstrual cycle uh, and was actually like probably because I wasn't fueling that body correctly and one of the first things actually wasn't related necessarily to my menstrual cycle it was like I was diagnosed with gluten intolerance probably like 10 years ago now and removing that from my diet uh, changed a lot of things in my life and it was like so simple to remove and to diagnose but it took like 24 years to, to, to diagnose it so I was like stroked by the fact that it was like one single thing like it was impacting so heavily bad, uh, heavily and badly my, my life and, uh, and and it's similar to, to women's health so basically like by understanding what the body needs and by training according to it and eating according to it and doing the proper like stretches etc you can really have like first of all like you feel much more in control of your body it feels like much more in tune with it so it's beautiful but also like you remove a lot of the negative symptoms the pains etc and you feel and yeah your performance goes overall higher and higher cycle by cycle so yeah um helen before you before you started um or before you became aware of of uh of of how the menstrual cycle impacted you did you feel um did you feel a drop off in your performance on a monthly basis was it did you notice anything like that that prompted you to sort of research this in, in more detail no the ages ago i was really not in tune with my body at all so i was entirely ignoring it and my my thinking was like I, I did not think it was cool to be a girl and did not think it was cool to be a woman because I I heard what everyone hears like women are moody and bitchy and like <laughs> this body is super complex and it's actually this these words are actually like is proper discrimination saying like your body is shit and our body men is the normal one but yours like is so deficient and that's really what we're hearing as women like you moody and bitchy and like on a daily basis and like. It's not okay, but uh, because I was hearing that and because I was like so obsessed by being accepted by what I thought were my peers, the men, I was like, uh, yeah, well, my body is not, so I'm going to ignore entirely and I'm going to battle through. So, And that's that's really the reality of what women go through. So like, if you imagine like a girl, she's 14, has her peers for the second time, she's at school and she's bleeding and it hurts and the, the sports teacher tells her like to run around the block like the other kids, but she doesn't understand her body. But then everyone's like, oh, come on, like, don't be moody and bitchy and then she's like okay so it doesn't exist basically and so you learn as a girl and then as a woman to ignore entirely all these negative symptoms that you feel because they do not exist um and and i did not listen to my body at all so actually i was not even aware because i thought like yeah maybe i feel a bit less well etc but actually i'm not actually it's in my head so i wasn't at all and now it's interesting because i like through my company i'm actually also in this uh, personal journey of discovery of like what is my body what is what is it is it like is it, it is actually really is it really annoying or is it like actually like a really powerful body that i just need to learn uh like how to feed it how to train it and embrace really that body that's that's not shit so so now you now you've embraced that have, what have you noticed in your in your in your performance and your and your ability to 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 to, to play sport, what, what 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 have you felt? So I'm still in the journey, uh, and I'm learning, and I'm I'm like sometimes I'm like very diligent, and I'm like following really well the protocols that you've put in while they are. But as a very human uh, principle, like I'm also like very cyclical, so sometimes I'm very engaged, and sometimes I'm like oh actually can't really bother be bothered. But overall, like I can, first of all, I, I realized that certain things have really a, a very heavy impact. 
So my nutrition has a heavy, like first of all, like the first base layer is uh, my sleep. Like my sleep has such a massive impact on everything in my life. Like I do not sleep well, like all the rest basically is like crumbles. Um, and then hydration. So like super basic things, like it's also valid for men, by the way. And, but you know, historically we, I was like, I was in finance. It was like the word in finance, like you can sleep for five hours a night and it doesn't really matter. Um, but now I realize like, um, I can, I can see, I track all of my metrics and I see my metrics going up and down entirely if I sleep well, hydrate well. And then, uh, and then when I train and eat based on the, the menstrual cycle and the recommendations, I also see all my metrics, these hard numbers, um, getting better. So my resting heart rate, heart variability, et cetera. And, uh, and I see it in numbers, but I also feel it. So I am also tracking my subjective data through, through the app and I see, I, I feel, I feel better. And so that gives me, um, the, the will, uh, to whenever I like, I want to digress, uh, to, I, I, I go back on that data sets and I see, and I remember that it has such a positive impact. So there's a, like this positive loop is reinforced and overall I feel, yeah, much more in tune and uh, stronger and my performance is better as well because I get fitter and leaner because I'm, I'm not going against my body, but with, with the body. And, and with the, um, with the data that, that you, you've now sort of gathered over a period of time, what have you learned? What are some of the real big differences between um, male and female in terms of, you know, how our body performs uh, with, you know, particularly with sport? It's, it's it's huge so um since there are like basically how we perform differently like there's the, the most um very basic things that you can see outside which by the way inspire people to think that media shouldn't sponsor female sports because it's annoying but um so like yes we are less fast uh but then we are uh, with the longer races uh we are very endurance so like if you have like all these ultra trails the longer it is, um, the better women are versus men. Mm-hmm. So true for like long distance swimming and things like that. But then, um, so these are like in terms of com- comparing the performances, but in terms of comparing the bodies, like we, we just literally are entirely different bodies. So yeah. our body, first of all, can create a human from scratch and <laughs> everything around is made for that. So if you imagine like it is, it is quite complex if you're like a scientist and you're trying to create a human in a, in a plastic box in the lab. And the female body is capable of doing that entirely. Uh, so we have that, and like every single month, the body is preparing to to possibly like do that as well. But it's possible it, it can create a human, but it also can put that energy on a lot of different things. So if you understand like that power, and then you can funnel that pa- pa- power into uh, performance, is quite interesting. So what what is that body? What are these hormones? What does it mean? Um, and uh, and then through the app, we are like taking you through this journey of understanding it. And, and so, um, you can basically overall, like day by day, um, by focusing on the right things, for instance, like just before your peers, a lot of women might have premenstrual symptoms, might might be the right time to focus on technique, um, rather than, uh, speed and things like that. And then when you have your peers, it's like the, the rebirth basically kind of, and then, uh, at the relation time, and just like from day three from the periods, you can start feeling um, stronger and up to ovulation. You basically can do a lot of like high intensity and uh, long, long trainings. And if you you do that overall, you basically like similar to the mesocycle trainings of men. Here we have an additional 
menstrual tra- menstrual cycle training, um, and you get stronger and stronger and fitter and fitter. So it's just a very different way of, of looking at um, training and performance. I mean, it sounds like a, a complete – well, it is a unique metric um, for women. I mean, it's just it's, there's there's nothing to compare in men, I suppose. Um, so um, it, it, so it has to be tailored for women. I mean, it's, it's it makes sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, have you had any um, – and, again, I don't know if, if, if the sort of um, – you've had the data sets coming through yet um but but have you also noticed a difference uh, or, or any interesting insights when um you know particularly think of some of our listeners who who will be in uh, middle age and 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 may have you know experienced menopause or, or perimenopause again have you have you sort of seen anything um that's come through in the data or any insights there yeah so it's, it's huge population really interesting so women in perimenopause so it's like this 10-year period before you are officially like menopause. Um, so um, you, you're basically a teenager again, like all the hormones are all over the place, your brain, like you may have brain fogs, you feel really strong and then you don't, and your symptoms change all the time, it's very regular. But actually like all women go through that, so um, it's, it's absolutely normal again. And, uh, and again, like there's a huge um, um, uh, stigma around it, but there shouldn't be because like all women go through it and all men who have a female partner would go through that. But often like they have no idea what's going on and, and women like, again, like try to ignore it and hide it. Um, but there are definitely things that you can do to alleviate certain symptoms and again, go with the body. And then once you are menopause, which means you haven't had a bleeding for 12 months, um, again, like this body is like still like, a very strong powerful body and reacts very differently than when you were having menstrual cycle uh, but yeah we've done research on that and helping women a lot of women are like really interested in that because it's a really interesting time in, in women's life because they've been working with their menstrual cycle um, even if they didn't really know what it was but they've they used to it for like 40 years basically of menstrual cycle and certainly the body is again like a teenager huge hormonal changes and they don't understand they may have like more time a bit more money and so they really want to um, like yeah gets like get his body to work for them and uh and so we have a lot of women who are really into sports at that age i mean i've got two young young daughters um and you talk about you know obviously the mental cycle can start um you know even pre-teens um is your ai is it is it is it would you advise that they start looking at, at their menstrual cycle that that young or would you say leave it until you're um a bit later but but i, I can see that there's a potential that that particularly with kids having phones all the time that a, a young girl could could learn a lot about her body early on um and that sort of journey of self-discovery would be quite amazing and and uh yeah i, I it, it seems to me that it would be a case. I think I've answered my own question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll download it for my girls <laughs> after the podcast. But can you just can you just give your insight into it? Um, so we're not like marketing wise, we're not focusing on on uh, on younger girls, but it's definitely fascinating. I mean, like you are, you know, like when when I was a teenager, it's like a topic you would never talk about. Like I. Mm. I I come from a family of girls and I kind of knew what it was period that I, I didn't really know because it's not even because people wanted to hide it. It's just like it's something like unspoken about. And um, I think like dads now today are like they're very different and they are interested. And it's very interesting. Often it's 
uh, dads of young girls. Like it's, for our company, like it's either women who love it or dads of young girls. And it's really interesting. Like, it's not because you have a female partner, because like in our culture, like a lot of guys have never bought a Tampax. But then if you're a dad of young girls, you see a little girl and then you see her going through these massive changes. Mm. And the dads are like, well, I actually want to understand. Yeah. And because I think like the dads today are very different that, than my dad's generation. Yeah. Um, and it's really interesting. So, you know, like the fact that you, you may like talk about it with your, your girlfriend, it's totally normal. Like it's, it is as normal as talking about like, do you need to pee? It's, it's, like, yeah. the, it's yeah. like the same, it's like as normal as that basically. Yeah. And today it's like, oh, periods, like never talk about it. Like never buy Tampax. It's totally normal. Like for a girl, like basically for 40 years, we're going to menstruate. Um, like a quarter of the time, like a week, up to a week. So if you imagine it's like eight years in a row in your life menstruating mm. and like no one ever talks about it. And it's like mm. some guys have never bought a Tampax because they think it's awful, but we would buy toilet paper for men yeah. and they <laughs> bring it somewhere else. So like, you know, like why, why is that taboo? And so uh, like, yeah, for, for young girls, like this, this whole like, and I think like a lot of companies now like are focusing on young girls as well. Like there's a the whole empowerment messaging. Like I think like, Another thing, like when when I had my peers when I was uh, when I was younger, I would like you know go to the bathroom, go to the loo, and like hide. I would ha- take take a Tampax with me because I was really uh, ashamed of it. And again, it shouldn't be like it's very normal. I think now there's like uh, they're trying to get uh, Tampax and like menstrual menstrual um, products free uh, at schools, which is which should be is exactly the same type of products than toilet paper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like there's a huge empowerment. We have a company that is a tech company, but there's a huge empowerment message, and I think like young girls should like really get access to that as well, and young boys as well, because um, it's 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 totally fine to understand the body of the the other person. I I mean we could it, it would be great to sort of talk more, and I know we only we only have you for a for a limited period of time. Um, so so the app is wild.ai. Yeah, and available usual places: Stores, Google Play, App Store, Play, iPhone, yeah. um, and 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 I think you you kind of talked about it a little bit, but it's but it's essentially this: if you load your data in, the intelligence that you've got built into this app will allow you to to adjust your training according to your body and what your body's effectively telling. Would yeah. that be a fair summary? Yeah, exactly. So basically, um, you you open the app and you get recommendations on what to do in terms of training and what to eat, um, based on your menstrual cycle day after day, or based on your symptoms you, do, you don't do not menstruate. Yeah. And how how long does it take? Um, I mean, do, do you have to? So I I use a, a HRV a heart rate variability app, and 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 although I can take my heart rate variability when you first start on a daily basis. Yeah, they generally it will say you know we need I don't know I can't remember how long X weeks before we can give you a baseline. Is do you have something similar with Wild? Do you need a certain period of time before that the AI really kicks in? What is really interesting is that when you open the app, most women have never seen what re- what is written there. So there's this big like learning curve, like and they're like, oh my god, it makes so much sense. Like some women don't even know like what's the menstrual cycle. Menstrual cycle, a lot of people think is the is the bleeding part. Menstrual cycle is like 100% of the time for 40 years. Um, and, uh, you know, what is ovulation? And then what, and then like you need iron when you have periods, like makes total sense, but they never read it. Uh, if you need, you know, if you're going to, to, to blood test and they, they tell you you're iron deficient, maybe you don't need it all the time. You just need it when you have periods. Uh, at ovulation time, you need fats. And if you're not doing that, you have a nutritional imbalances. And they're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. 
Um, so like the, when you are opening the app, you have already this learning journey, which is very interesting. So as opposed to something where you actually need data to be very like relevant to you, at the beginning, we had this learning curve. And then as we get data more and more, it becomes very relevant for you and adapted to you. Great. Uh, brilliant. Greg, I know I'm going to hand this over to you because you oh, yeah, the question. these. <laughs> yeah. we, we ask every guest this, the same questions, Helene. Um, uh, and uh, it's, it's Greg's little baby. It's, it's on, a little, yeah, a little insight. Um, two questions. Uh, first one is, is um, if you were, if you could only do two types of exercise, what would it be? What would they be? What would they be? Sorry. What would they be? Uh, well, I vary all the time, so it's very difficult. I think right now it would be swimming and surfing, which is what I do. Okay. Swimming and surfing. That's it. That's, yeah, very cool. Um, this one is, is probably my favorite, but if you, going back in time to a, to a, a particular event or a particular um, challenge that you did or a particular day in, in your sporting life, what, what day would you want to repeat if you could, you could only do one thing day after day, like like a Groundhog Day. What would it be? What would your day be? It's a tough one because I think like some of my most incredible experiences were the hardest, like running a hundred k in like yeah ultra trail running is like most incredible. But I probably wouldn't do that every single day. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a tough question. Uh, but but it is like you know accelerating like feelings and like I don't know hormones all over the place like endorphins kicking in and like yeah uh but it's hardcore <laughs> yeah yeah well no i say it, that that's the thing that, that's that's um seems to be a message coming through it's it's not a it's when we won the cup it's more a case of you know running running across a um running in the mountains when 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 the sun's coming up that it, it's something almost spiritual that 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 people are also sort of referring to so yeah actually things- one thing i do every day nearly is like swimming so I like mm. I love waking up and going in the water. I feel like it's like I just I, because I take a, a note every day on like what I like, what I didn't like, and what's next. And I know that when I had swimming swim in the morning, I just feel incredibly well. So I do that every morning. And I also like I love the sunrise, so I try to do it at sunrise. Okay. And my body wakes up at that time. So yeah. There you go. So swimming in the sea at sunrise. That sounds good. Oh, Anywhere, nice so just in water. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What a great sentiment to end on. Um, Helene, thank you again for coming along. Really appreciate your time. Maybe we can catch up again at some point in the future when, uh, you know, your app has exploded and, and there'll be a whole, no doubt, a whole bunch of new insights that you've probably found. And, and we'd encourage all the listeners, get get on wild.ai yeah. and, and um, try it out. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to encourage my daughter to give it a yeah. go anyway. Yeah. And I'm sure Greg will as well. So thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Midlife Athlete Podcast is supported by Health and Fitness Solutions. Health and Fitness Solutions is a well-established and highly respected provider of physiotherapy and podiatry services based in the City of London and Harley Street. We take pride in being able to offer a wealth of experience and expertise in dealing with a wide range of muscular skeletal conditions, from acute sprained ankles through to the more complex and long-standing issues that have failed with treatment elsewhere. We are dedicated to getting you better. For a full list of the services we offer, visit our website, hfs-clinics.co.uk.